This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Sean McCowan. Sean, how's it going? Doing well. Um, just got a big win, and yeah, just kind of coming down from the, the yeah. week and the fight and everything else. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, last Friday um, you picked up a big win versus uh, Money Powell um, on overtime boxing. Uh, what, what was that just, like, whole experience? Like, I know it was, like, pretty big event on DAZN. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, got my first taste of what it's like to um, have to deal with promo and, you know, fight week events and fight week obligations and media obligations and things like that. So it was a great, like I said, a great experience. Um, I was glad to actually uh, go through all that before a fight to actually see what it was like and know that I can, you know, deal with all those things and still stay focused on the task at hand and you know, come out with the win at the end of all of it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you were thir- thirteen and zero, and now you're fourteen and zero. Um, but I believe you were you were the underdog, right? Uh, according to like sports books and things yeah. like that. But I never funny. I mean, I never seen myself as an underdog. Yeah. Um, going into the fight, I didn't see myself as an underdog. I didn't really understand the perception. I felt it was more maybe because of uh. He had a bigger name than I did. I mean, I'm yeah. like I understand, you know, I'm relatively unknown still, mm-hmm. and just about everyone I fight is probably going to be more popular or more of a big name than I am, just because I don't have a deep as deep an amateur background as most of the guys I face. But uh, yeah, it was it was a weird experience going into a fight as an underdog. Do you think- it wouldn't be my first time, but yeah. yeah, it was it was weird considering the circumstances. So do you think like? Uh, him and his team were like sleeping on you no they're from we're familiar with each other um i've said it a few times throughout the week when they asked um but yeah we we have uh we have some history together um if you even go back and look through our through my instagram and his we actually follow each other you know we exchange likes on each other's posts and things like that so we we know each other you know we sparred some years ago i actually took a trip down to atlanta and when you know and uh was working at the different gyms for a week and we he was one of the guys i got to work with um those few years ago so we've known each other i want to say a good like six seven years but uh yeah it's it was just you know business before pleasure gotcha so yeah i gotta ask so is that i guess obviously an amateur you probably fall like you know friends or acquaintances and stuff like that but like is it in going in, into the pro ranks like is that is it like a weird feeling that you like know the guy you don't want to like even like obviously like you don't want to like hurt him hurt him you know what i mean but like versus a guy that you don't know and you're just like all right i don't know this guy so you know i'm going to kill um i i keep that mentality regardless um yeah. he wouldn't he's not the first guy i fought that i knew funny okay. enough uh marquise moore um the first undefeated the first undefeated guy well no yeah first and only undefeated guy i've got to fight so far but we actually knew each other as well. Um, like I said, um, even though I'm not as big a name as these guys that I get in the ring with, um, a lot of them already know who I am. We, you know, we've run across each other in one way or another. You know, my name has, you know, been in plenty of circles with high level guys. Like I, I've been around, you know, I've been around for a while. I may be like under the radar, but a lot of people do know me. Um, yeah. So going again, it wouldn't be the first time I've had to fight a guy I, I knew 
but I keep that same mentality of I'm going to rip this guy's head off, you know, regardless of if I know you or not, just because, you know, this is my career we're talking about. I'm sure, you know, my opponents, whether I know them or not, have the same have the same mentality of if I get the chance to hurt this guy, I'm going to take full advantage. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely not. That makes sense. And then um, tell, you, you grew up in Colorado, right? Yeah, born and raised. Nice. So, yeah, like, tell me a little bit, like, how you got into boxing. Um, well, I was playing, uh, so through high school, I was playing, I was a um, two-way starter on the football field, and um, I was getting ready to go off to college. I completed my first year of college, and um, I knew at the end of that I didn't want to go back. I didn't have any plans of playing football anymore, and um, yeah, I just wanted to try something new. I mean, like I said uh, in previous uh, previous times, like, boxing is been something that i've like known about been around heard of mm-hmm. you know seen fights watch pay-per-views i have uh, you know boxing has been a part of my life you know since i was young i didn't always i didn't participate but i've always known about it and uh always like you know respected the sport and admired like the great fighters so once uh like i said i, I knew my wi-fi <laughs> i turn it off i'm talking to talking to him but uh yeah so once I knew my my role was coming to an end with football, it was just like, you know, let me take my athletic ability and transfer it to something else. Yeah, definitely. So so right after that, that's that's when you started, uh, you know, in the amateurs and stuff, like right after your first year of college? Yeah. Yeah, I dropped out of college and went, you know, I, um, the summer after my freshman year came, I spent that whole summer um, looking around for gyms, found a mm-hmm. gym I liked, started training. And I think I had my first – amateur first like two amateur fights not even you know two months into my training I I think I was training for about a month before I actually started you know uh fight having fights and I think it worked out for the better you know I'm a sink or swim kind of guy you know you throw you know you throw something at me and I just adjust on the fly so how old are you like 19 20 I was 19 at the time I was yeah 19 going on 20 I was about three months away from three, four months away from my uh, 20th birthday. Gotcha. And then you also have a, a Taekwondo background? Yeah. That that I did um, for a while. Um, like I said, that was the first sport I ever participated in, period. Um, when I started doing that, I was, I want to say about six, seven. Um, won numerous tournaments around the country. My older brother and I, we, you know, we were very dominant on the um, Taekwondo scene as, as kids. Like I said, we would travel around. We win everything, won everything there was to win here in Colorado, won just about everything there was to win around the country. Um, yeah, I was, my brother and I were very dominant forces in uh, Taekwondo. And then, yeah, what, what was your decision? Like, how many years were you an amateur and then you turned pro? I think it was pretty short, right? Um, I had about a five-year amateur career i want to say i started in 2013 into 2013 and um i turned pro in 2018 april 2018 or no september 2018 no gotcha i get it mixed up but yeah 28 yeah what was that what was like the first pro fight like did did you were you like more nervous or like than an amateur fight no not at all honestly i knew i was 
by the time I turned pro, I had already had my heart set on turning pro. Um, yeah. My last amateur tournament that I did, the uh, National Golden Gloves, I didn't like the format of it. There were so many fighters there that they had to cut the minutes, um, cut the minutes on the rounds, things like that. You know, I just didn't like the the structure of amateur boxing anymore, and I was dead set on turning pro. I mean, even when I first, when, even when I started boxing initially. It was always about me turning pro and becoming the best professional I could. You know, I went through the amateurs and all that, got the seasoning I needed so that I would be confident as a professional. But it was always about turning professional for me. So I was just as comfortable as, you know, anything else. Yeah. And then I'd say like your first, um, like your big, like say your first big win was Vaughn Alexander, I'd say 15. He was 15 and five at the time. And yeah, then, uh, you know, since then you beat a ten and zero guy, you beat a twenty three and three guy, and then thirteen and one guy. So like, what, like, what's next for you? Um, next thing I would like to do is um, just continue to gain experience. For me, um, I mean, I've kind of already shown that I'm willing to take whoever is offered to me, whether they're tough. You know, I'm willing to take tough fights. Um, but where I'm at right now, being 14 and 0, I think it's about time to step up like uh, the rounds. You know, I would I would really like to get a 10 round fight in before the year is over. I think my team is actually planning on putting me in a 10 round fight. You know, so we can start to look at top 15 spots. You know, mandatories and different things like that. You know, really start to put my foot on the gas and try to make a mm-hmm. a run at title contention. Yeah, definitely. And I know uh, you kind of mentioned it before that you like a lot of people in the boxing world know who you are. Um, and you sparred with like top competition, um, like Berlinga. And I know you trained with Steven Nelson too. Like, so what, what is like experiences like that? Like how, how much does that help you? Um, it's, I would say it's, it's good be, just be, cause I get to, um, get high level work, you know, high level yeah. work is the, the name of the game, you know, to stay prepared for fights, you know, by the time you get into a fight, you know, you're fully confident going in, you know, most times the sparring that I get is tougher than the, the fights that I have. Like the guys I'm working with are higher level than the guys that I'm fighting in a mm-hmm. lot of cases. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's great. Like they say, iron sharpens iron and having that, you know, that experience in my back pocket, knowing that I got this kind of work and most guys that I'm fighting probably aren't getting that kind of work. It just gives me a little mental advantage or uh, I have that extra bit of sharpness or that extra bit of uh, grit going into the late rounds or, you know, just like I said, the extra bit of confidence that, uh, you know, that your preparation was top tier going into a fight. Yeah. And then and talk about like how, like, I know like an average, like an average boxing fan doesn't know, you know, things about like, you know, cutting weight and, and selling tickets at the beginning of your career when you're at the lower levels, like explain like the grind of bo- boxing, like the grit and grind that people don't see. Well, yeah, they, if you're, like I said, if you're like me and you came out of the amateurs, like as not a blue chip prospect or as somebody who didn't have a lot of, uh, a lot of coverage when it was time to turn pro. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, like I said, having to cut weight and, train trying to maintain a full training camp while selling tickets and having to be in contact with all the people you know all the people in your hometown your family your friends and even strangers sometimes and you know trying to figure out times where you can coordinate for them to come pick up tickets or you go drop them off and you know worrying about all the things that a fighter shouldn't have to worry about other than the fight you know so it's uh it's not a fun process but like i said it's it's worth it if you if you you know you have a vision of where you'd like to be then you know, the, the grind is definitely worth it. 
nobody I won't sit here and act like it's an easy thing to do, but like I said, you know, you get to where a point where I am, you know, you start to really appreciate where you came from. And again, that's even an experience that I feel like um, the top top guys may not have, you know, like that's something yeah. that it, I can even pull motivation from in uh, in training and in fights and things like that, knowing where I came from and where I am now and the things I'm I'm willing to do to not have to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, and this year you signed with main events and fighters first management. So, uh, how did, how'd they both, how'd they both discover you? Um, so Adrian Clark, uh, he's someone I've known for a while, even before we actually started doing business together. Um, he actually reached out to me after I beat Von Alexander, just to kind of let me know, like, Hey, you know, keep up the good work. I see what you're doing. Yada, yada, yada. And that was, that was huge for me. Um, just because I had been a fan of his work for years prior, you know, the protect yourself at all times platform and different things like that. I had, had, I was already familiar with who he was and was a big fan of like what he was doing. So for him to reach out to me was huge. Um, so we got that, uh, one getting that done obviously was like a dream come true for me, but, uh, the whole main events thing came together. Um, crazy story. Like I said, I was at the gym with my wife, um, preparing to go do another workout at the time. I didn't have a fight coming up or anything like that. I was just, you know, just keeping myself in shape like I always do, keeping myself sharp like I always do. And I believe, like, if you don't if you don't have that mentality, then you can't take advantage of the opportunities that come your way, you know, that can, you know, just fall out of the sky and fall into your lap. But, uh, yeah, so I was at the gym with my wife um, getting ready to do another workout, and I get a message from Joe Rotunda, the uh, – Hey, a guy at uh, main events, he asked me, hey, would you be interested in coming out and working with Sergey Kovalev for a week? And I'm thinking, like, this, there's no way this is, like, legitimate. I'm thinking somebody's just messing with me. So I go and check out all his information. I look him up on the Internet and everything checked out. So I'm like, you know, like, hell, yeah, I would like to go. Um, I spent a week out there working with him. The experience was great. The work was great. Um, felt like I uh, definitely impressed the people who saw the work and phone calls were made and you know we just started talking and the ball got rolling from there dang that's dope so it just kind of like i don't want to say like semi-randomly happened yeah very randomly happened <laughs> just because you know like it, it even the it even came thank god like you know a lot of times when you get messages through facebook if it's somebody you're not friends with you're somebody you don't know it won't even like give you a notification most times it just goes to your message request but yeah. i'm assuming you know i guess this is just meant to be because it actually like managed to get past the, the the request and all that and straight to my inbox and yeah like i said once i saw that i was like you know there's no way i can turn this down i took my wife and my son with me and we spent the week in la and uh yeah like i said gaining great experience and got to meet buddy mcgurt which was also a great experience and yeah like i said opportunities like that you can't take advantage of them if you're not living the life of a fighter at all times you know yeah that's dope so did you um like before before you had management and the promoter you were just doing everything you and like your coach and your family um i had a manager um at the Mm -hmm. time and yeah things just kind of kind of weren't uh working out you know just to Mm -hmm. put it lightly but uh yeah like Things just weren't kind of working out with them. So once I had the opportunity to go ahead and break away, I went ahead and, you know, made the just made the leap of faith and decided to, uh, yeah, test them, you know, test the free agency market, <laughs> you know, like a football player or a basketball player. I went ahead and 
uh, tested the tested the free agency, and yeah, things were happened to work out for me. Yeah, that's dope. And then um, got to ask you the the main question: who do you, who do you want next? Um, like I said, man, I, I really I think I've shown to this point in my career that I'm willing to fight whoever they put in front of me or whoever's offered to me. I've never said no to a fight. So, um, but I also have a great team. Jolene Mazzone as my manager. She's amazing at her job. I love her. She's great at what she does. So I'm just kind of riding things out. You know, whoever they put in front of me is who I'll knock down next. So eventually, you know, the plan obviously is to go after the biggest and the baddest in the division. Yeah. But uh, yeah, until we get to that point, whoever they put in front of me. For sure. All right. You ready for some fun questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What, what's your favorite cheat meal? Um, not so much a cheat meal. I love ice cream. I love, right. love ice cream. What'd you, what'd you eat after the fight last week? Um, we actually went to this, uh, cheesesteak spot. I think it was called Woody's cheesesteaks, like a late night spot, man. They were amazing. I had a <laughs> giant chicken cheesesteak. There you go. Um, what's something like people don't know about you? Um, let me think. What am I willing to reveal? <laughs> um, I don't know. Me, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a very. I guess. Well, yeah. I guess this is something people don't know about me. I'm very laid back. Very like chill. I don't. I don't like to go out much. I don't do much other than just boxing. Like boxing is my life right now. I, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really enjoy the party scene. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't have any bad habits or anything that. You know, it's pulling my focus away from what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a family man. Um, yeah, I'm very focused on my job, and this is, like, my life right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know, you, like, you grew up playing football. Like, who was your favorite player growing up? Um, As a or kid, players. I was a huge Terrell Davis fan. I loved, uh, I loved the Broncos, obviously, but as I got older and they started to <laughs> become a – not so good of a team. I lost my lost my love for them, but I was a huge Terrell Davis fan as a kid. What about uh, any like box like boxing people box boxers that you have like inspiration from? Uh, Terrence Crawford, um, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. I've got to spend a lot of time around him, watching him train, watching him spar, um, taking uh, bits and pieces I can from the interactions that we do have and what I do observe from him and. The fact that he came from a small town that wasn't a big boxing hotbed and to now being the, you know, recognized as the best in the world. Um, so definitely him. Um, another one of my favorites is Andre Ward. I uh, really admire like the, the mental aspect of his game and um, like the the concept of mental toughness and the importance of mental toughness um, and also the spirituality, um, the 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 aspect of his faith and how, how big that is to him. And yeah, um, I'm, I really enjoy those kind of guys, like the quiet killers. Cause I, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm one of those kinds of guys. I don't say much. I don't talk much. I don't do a lot of, uh, you know, banter before fights, but once we get in the ring, you know, that, uh, that alternative, alternative ego kind of takes over. Yeah, for sure. All right. I got to ask you some predictions for these upcoming fights okay. and these, these like crossover fights. So, how, what do you? How do you? How do you think Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou will play out? Uh, honestly, I think uh, Ngannou is very dangerous, of course. Um, but I think if Tyson Fury could deal with somebody who has phenomenal power like Deontay Wilder, 
along with, you know, even though he's not the most skilled, but he is a dedicated boxer. If he could deal with someone like him who has, if not more, or at least the same amount of power, I think he'll be able to deal with Ngannou with no problems. Early on, it might be dangerous, but, you know, I look at it like um, Tyson Fury versus a D-level Deontay Wilder, basically. Yeah. Um, are you are you familiar with, like, the the influencer boxing? Yeah, I mean, I, I see it. Um, I can't say it like I watch. I'll watch Jake Paul, I won't lie. I do like yeah. watching Jake Paul fight, but uh, other than that, I don't really watch much. I am familiar with him, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty interesting because, like, the October uh, 14th, it's like KSI versus Tommy Fury. Yeah. Logan Paul versus Dylan Danish. Like, in my like. I think I don't like I'm pretty sure Tommy Fury is going to win. And I don't, I don't, you don't know. know. <laughs> I I mean KSI as much as I again like these are guys who are I clearly not like dedicated boxers. I mean the yeah. the kid can he can punch at the very least. Tommy Fury is not a very high level boxer. I mean I know he did beat Jake Paul but eh. yeah. So I I, I mean I, well he, I think I definitely think he can get the job done, but I look at it like it's whoever lands the biggest punch first. A lot of times with those guys, it's whoever lands the biggest punch first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, how about in your weight class? <clears throat> we got Canelo versus Charlo, uh, September thirtieth. Uh, I actually think that's a tougher fight for Canelo than uh, people are willing to uh, willing to admit. It yeah. it all depends though. It depends on the game plan of Charlo. I I'll say this: like I think a lot of that fight is dependent on the way that Charlo fights. If he's not uh, if he's not assertive, if he doesn't assert his dominance early and try to get to Canelo early, I think he'll um eventually get worn down and just be in a unanimous decision. I don't see him getting stopped at all, um, mm-hmm. just because he's a a very high level guy. I mean he'll. He'll have more than enough to be able to get through the fight, even if he loses, you know, to finish on his feet. But uh, I think if he doesn't assert himself early on, then he'll get dominated and, um, yeah, beat by a wide unanimous decision. Yeah, definitely. And uh, last question, how did you get the nickname Amazing? The Amazing. Uh, It actually came from uh, um, now deceased, rest in peace, to uh, Jimmy Staden. Uh, It came from a guy who actually, he had uh, made a trip um, one of my old coaches actually brought him out to, uh, to check me out. He, you know, he got on the phone with him. He tells him, Hey, I got this kid I'm training. I want you to come check him out. Um, let me know what you think of him. And, uh, yeah, he comes and watched me spar. This is very, very early on in my career. I want to say I, I was still an amateur, maybe with less than 20 fights at the time, but he just saw something in me that I, maybe I didn't even see in myself at the time. In all honesty, the first thing he said, as soon as I got out the ring, he was like, man, that was amazing. He just kept saying, you know, the that was amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Yada yada yada. So he just he, you know, it was just the one word that stuck out to him that he could use to describe what he saw was amazing, and it kind of just stuck. You know, we just started. We, okay, we'll call you the amazing. You know, it just kind of evolved over time, and it stuck with me ever yeah. since. No, that's dope. I mean, when people give you the nickname, that's like the best type of nickname yeah mean. yeah i definitely didn't self-proclaim you know i didn't proclaim myself to be amazing <laughs> i mean i do now but uh yeah at the time yeah it was it was like i said it was hey. a huge boost my confidence just you know to have someone come and look at you and you're like your raw you know your greenness in your rawest form and to say no you this is somebody who really 
is is amazing you know that yeah. meant a lot to me that's why i still you know keep it to this day yeah definitely well sean i appreciate you coming on and uh could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media uh if you i'm most active on instagram if you want to give me a follow there at the amazing dot sm t-h-e-a-m-a-z-i-n-g dot sm uh, Instagram. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Sean M fifty two eighty. Not as active on there, but if you give me a follow, I'll give you a follow back. I definitely would appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you can follow me on Facebook as well at the Amazing Sean McCowman. I'm at, I'm pretty active across all of those. Um, yeah, keep your eye on me. More big things to come in the future. 